Good morning, Cedar Creek. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Uh, maybe a little bit earlier than you normally arrive. Maybe a little bit later. Uh, either way, hopefully processing out all the tryptophan you've eaten in the past couple of days. Turkey sandwiches are still acceptable all the way through the week, just so you know. And you can also bring them to the office this week. We're not against that either. If you don't know who I am, my name is Rick. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at our Banks Mill campus. And this morning, before we get started in worship, that may look and feel a little bit different uh, to you this morning. I just want to come out and say good morning. Uh, and thank you so much for being with us. And pause before we continue and, and maybe recognize there's a lot of new faces here. Um, we would love to celebrate having you here and maybe answer any questions about Cedar Creek that you may have. And there's a couple of ways that that'll happen. If you're here with us at our Banks Mill campus, if at the end of the service, whether you went by the new here table on your way in or not, if you'll swing by our VIP section over here on my left, you're right. We'll have some of our staff as well as some of our phenomenal guest services team that would love to just answer any questions that you may have and help you take a next step in getting connected with Cedar Creek. And the same is true if you're new with us and joining us online. Uh, we're honored and excited to have you with us in whatever platform you're watching on. A link is being posted right now. If you'll take a second and just share some information with us about yourself and whether you do that here in person or online, we have a free gift just to say thank you and welcome to the family. Uh, Thanksgiving is over, uh, and it's really, really easy for us to immediately begin shifting to Christmas, right? To, to close that door, to shut that door, and immediately begin Black Friday shopping and preparing. It is acceptable, I will give you this, it's acceptable now to decorate for Christmas. If you were decorated prior to this point, the good news is that you've walked into a church that teaches a God who is loving and forgiving, and you can find both of those, but it is now acceptable to begin decorating for Christmas officially, so welcome and thank you, and you can do that when you get out of here if you haven't got it started yet. But it's so easy to breeze through Thanksgiving, to walk through the chaos that begins the holiday season that is Thanksgiving with family and people in town, and never really take an intentional moment to recognize all that we have to be thankful for. That everything that we have, every breath that we breathe, every moment that we have on this planet is a gift from God that we don't deserve, that we could never earn, that we could never somehow work God into our favor where he needs to give it to us. And yet in an abundance of grace, he pours out his love and mercy on each of us. And so before we jump into service, I wanna just give us just a couple of moments to pause for just a second to pray. And if you're new and prayer's not comfortable, hey, that's fine. We'll just give you a couple of moments to pause to draw in here, to sit in a room that's maybe a little bit quieter than the Christmas decorations that are already all over your house and the cleanup that still has to happen from the week that we just wrapped up and to just spend some time thanking God or just examining your life and going, God, what all have you done in my life? That I can just take a few moments before we begin. And this is the first step in worshiping together as a family this morning, just to say, thank you for who you are first. And then thank you for all that you have done for me. So I'm gonna pray for us and I'm, I'm gonna literally just stay up here on stage for a minute and just give you a few moments. The band's gonna play. They're not gonna sing anything, just a little bit of music for you to have just a couple of moments. Again, to pray or if, you, if you're not comfortable with that, to just sit and reflect on all of God's goodness shown to us. King Jesus, thank you. First God, thank you just for who you are. That a God of infinite glory beyond anything we could grasp, in love and grace and mercy has brought all of us here together today. 
to experience, to taste, and to see your goodness and grace with our church family that is a gift from you in itself. So Jesus, my prayer in these next few moments is that you'll remind us of all that you've done, of everything that you've blessed us with, that just by getting us out of bed this morning, each of us in this room has abundantly more than we deserve. But Jesus, more than any of that, you've called us to a life of abundance, not in wealth and riches and in the trinkets of this world, but in salvation and purpose and eternal joy because of what you've done for us. So Jesus, would you give us the strength to just for a few moments this morning to pause, to wait on the stuff that can be waited on and to reflect on who you are and all that you've done for us. It's in your name we pray. This morning, again, is, is gonna look and feel a little bit different, especially if you're new with us. And this morning is gonna be about celebration. It may feel a little bit somber now, but I promise in just a little bit, we're gonna party uh, like it's 1995. I don't remember if that's the words to that hip hop song or not, but we're gonna get down uh, in just a little bit and celebrate all that God's doing. But I do wanna just make note as we head into the tra- as we head into the Christmas season, that also means there's a few things that I wanna remind you of here in the Cedar Creek Church family. First, I wanna remind you to download the Cedar Creek Church app. It's a great way for you to connect with us in this service this morning, to track along with some of the scripture that we're going to read and unpack. You can take notes there in the Cedar Creek Church app, and you can find out about events, next steps, everything in the Cedar Creek Church app, and you can get that by going to info.cedarcreekchurch.net or scanning that QR code that's up on the screen. But I do want to call just a couple of things to your attention. We have an awesome opportunity, and you can get all the details again on the app, to gather with family as we head into Christmas and kick off the Christmas season. We call that Jingle Jam here. And then I also want to remind you that available on the tables as you head out this morning and through the app um, for the next couple of weeks is our vision plan. If you've been or grew up in a church that's maybe a little bit different than ours, you might have heard that called a budget. We don't refer to it that way here because we don't look at it as a budget. We look at it as as us using the resources that God has blessed us with through your generosity to help us fulfill the mission and vision of this church. And so that's available on the app and it will be available as you head out this morning to pick up and to grab. But one of the things that we do each year on this week is that we celebrate the Lord's Supper. This ritual that we take part in, if you're new to the faith or never felt, this may feel a little bit weird. People have wrestled with this for a long time. But what we believe the Lord's Supper is is simply a chance to, again, remember and be thankful for what Jesus has done with us, for his atoning work on our behalf, to reflect on the fact that God in heaven would leave heaven and come down on a rescue mission for a sinful, broken humanity that was in a rebellion against him. And that his methodology to restore that humanity was not wrath and was not destruction and was not damnation, but to send a deliverer who would live a perfect life and then would lay down that life at the end of it so that he may give us his perfection. But before we get and we look at what Jesus teaches about the Lord's Supper, I wanna call us to a passage in 1 Corinthians and give us just another moment as we prepare. Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27. Whoever therefore eats of the bread and drinks of the cup, so whoever takes part in the Lord's Supper of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then 
And so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. So what is the Lord's Supper? It's a command to remember. And I use that word command because we are told to do this. It's not a religious practice. It's not something that we've invented as a church. It's not some just kind of thing that we do every once in a while to feel good or to feel bad or whatever it may be. It's a command that Jesus gave us that we would gather as a church family and do this in order to remember. And it is, for those of us who are believers, a chance to partake, to remember and be reminded of what exactly it is that Christ has done for us, to partake in his sacrifice on our behalf, to preach the gospel to ourselves. And it's an opportunity to celebrate that this isn't a somber moment. This isn't a, I can't believe that Jesus is dead. I can't believe that Jesus laid down his life because the good news of the gospel is that Jesus didn't stay dead. That yes, he laid down his body. Yes, he bled for each of our sins, but at the end of three days, he came back. And so we remember, we partake, and we celebrate. And then lastly, it's an invitation to experience joy. That regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what we carried in here, and I don't wanna minimalize it. Some of us are carrying weight in here that I couldn't even begin to imagine. That this table, that this body, that this blood, that these symbols that we're commanded to remember are greater than the most unimaginable circumstances. Because every circumstance we face here is temporary. But what this represents is eternal. But Paul is very clear that before we come to these tables, before we partake, before we remember, before we celebrate, and before we walk in that joy, that this morning and this practice represents for us an opportunity to reflect again on our lives. The big religious term is repentance. That this is a call to repent. And you don't need to come up here and lay down on the floor, although you're more than welcome to if you would like to do that. It's just an opportunity to take a moment to examine my life, to examine the gift that Christ has given me, and then simply say, Jesus, I'm sorry for where I've looked at that gift and then turned my back. Jesus, would you help me remember what you've done, and in helping me remember what you've done, help me to return to what you've called me to be. Repentance isn't an invitation to shame, it's an invitation to joy. Jesus, will you help remind me that your ultimate calling on my life is not religious submission. It's not behave this way, dress this way, act this way, be this, don't be this, do this, don't do this, vote this, don't vote this, any of those things that we tend to make it into. It's simply an invitation to lay down everything we've collected that's never amounted to anything more than temporary happiness at best and experience eternal joy. So I'm gonna give us just a minute, I'm gonna pray for us again, and then I'm gonna give you a minute to just reflect, to examine your life, to ask the Holy Spirit to examine your heart for the things that we satisfy ourselves with that are robbing us of the joy that Jesus is calling us to walk into. King Jesus, you are good. 
Jesus, your goodness is unfathomable. And yet you invite us moment by moment by moment to taste it, to experience it, to walk in it. And Jesus, in my life, I so quickly turn from those things. I taste a little bit of your goodness, a little bit of your grace, and I'm satisfied. And then before I can leave the room, I've abandoned it to chase something lesser. Jesus, this morning, would you convict me? God, not convict me to walk in shame, not convict me to somehow feel that I'm not good enough, that I don't measure up, that I'm not Christian enough. Jesus, would you convict me to return to the joy you've called me to live in? to experience your goodness and grace. And would you remind me that none of my sin has outpaced your grace? That your goodness is behind me, with me, and in front of me. And your grace covers every sin, past, present, and future. And your invitation this morning to repent is an invitation to walk in joy. Help each of us, including myself, in these next few moments examine our life and find the joy that you're calling us to. It's in your name we pray. On the night that Jesus was to be arrested, Luke records in his gospel, and when the hour came, he reclined at the table and and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat. I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this, divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, this is the cup that is poured out for you. It is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes in, goes as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another, which of them it could be who was going to do this. In just a few moments, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for us one more time and then I'm gonna leave the stage. And there's a couple of spots, a table, two tables up here and two tables in the middle where you're gonna be free when you're ready to go and take communion. If you're concerned maybe uh, about the health conscious, there's some of the old cups that have the wafer and the juice in there for you. Um, a few just quick pointers about this. Again, this is a command that we're given from God. There's nothing magical about the bread or the juice up here. It's, it's regular bread and it's regular juice. The significance is in what this bread and this juice represents. That this is a calling for us as believers, and so I do want to reiterate that this is a calling for believers. So if you're not a believer, we're unbelievably grateful to have you, and we're super pumped that you're here with us. But we would ask you not to partake in this yet. Not because it's, you're somehow not there, it's just a calling for believers. And you can't remember something that you're not a participant in yet. And so I'm gonna vacate and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray and then I'm gonna walk off the stage. And I just want you, whenever you're ready, you can stand from wherever you are and you can go to any of these tables and you can pick up this cup and you can pick up this bread and simply reflect and remember what it is that Christ has done 
for us. And again, the call here is not to mourn. The tomb's empty. The victory's ours. The call is to come and remember what made that tomb necessary, to reflect on what calls us into repentance, to repent, and then to celebrate. And that's what the rest of this morning will be. So whenever you're ready, you come and take. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being a God who love and grace laid down his life for us. God, but thank you that that tomb did not stay filled. Thank you that this morning we reflect on your death as the foundation to pave the way for celebrating your resurrection. And as we celebrate that resurrection, Jesus, remind us of the joy and abundance that you've called us to walk in. Cause us to see and experience and taste your goodness and your grace this morning in a way like never before. Jesus, not that we would become better people or more religious people or more devoutly upright walking people, but that we would become people who are sold out to loving you and having you shape inform and walk with us every journey of our life. And that our love for you would be the thing that transforms our life and that gives us the ability to show the world that something is different about us, not because of us, but because of your work on our behalf. Jesus, we ask your spirit to stir an affection for you in our lives that the world would see that beyond circumstances, beyond the things that we walk through, we love you. And we obediently walk with you. And in doing so, we find joy. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
so many reasons to thank God today and what an amazing time of worship it's been but I can't think of any greater reason to praise him today than the fact that through Jesus Christ we have forgiveness we have hope we have direction and we have peace and it doesn't get any better than that in the world that we live in there's so many distractions there's so many things this world calls great there's so many reasons we should be thankful but nothing trumps that at all that through Jesus Christ we have freedom that through Jesus Christ a time is coming where we're going to live with God face to face for all of eternity nothing that we've done all because of what he's done for us and today that is who we've been celebrating and who we're going to continue to celebrate, King Jesus. So thank you for being here and celebrating that with us. You know, I have to tell you this, we're getting ready to do something to me that's one of the coolest things that we get to do as, as believers. And that is after we surrender our life to Jesus Christ to be baptized, to take that next step we see in Scripture of surrendering to Him by being baptized. And we're getting ready to baptize numerous people. As we get ready to do that, I think it's important that we pause and just remind ourselves, what is baptism all about? Why do we do this? So I'm going to pause for just a minute. I want you to check out this video that's going to explain a little bit to, more to you about what you're getting ready to see. So watch this with me. Before we talk about what baptism is, first let's talk about what baptism is not. Baptism isn't a way to get to heaven. Baptism doesn't save you. Baptism doesn't mean you're any closer to God or that he loves you anymore. So what is baptism? Baptism is simply a way to let everyone know that you have asked Jesus to be your Savior and that you have a relationship with Him. So, if baptism doesn't save you and doesn't get you into heaven, then why is baptism so important? And why do we have to get dunked in water anyway? There are two reasons. First, in Matthew 3, 13-17, we read about how Jesus was baptized. From what we read, we know that Jesus went all the way under the water and came all the way back up. And since Jesus was baptized in water, we follow his example and do the same thing. But there's nothing special about the water. We don't get it shipped from some special place, and we don't fly it in. It's just plain old water. And now, the second reason we get baptized. Baptism is a way to identify yourself as someone who believes in Jesus. It's like wearing a big name tag that says, I'm a Christian, which means I've put my trust in Jesus. What? You don't like name tags? Okay, how about this? Baptism is kind of like a wedding ring. When someone is married, she wears a ring to let people know that she's made a commitment to her husband, right? But what happens when she takes her ring off? What if she decides she doesn't want to wear her ring when she goes to wash all the dishes? Is she still married when her ring is off? Of course! A wedding ring is just a symbol to show others that a person is married. Baptism is the same way. It's just a symbol to show others about the commitment you've made to trust Christ as your Savior. If you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus, baptism is your way to let other people know about it. And that's all you need to know about baptism. 
Well, there you go. A little bit of a reason why we baptize. And two things out of that, that video I want you to understand that I think are so important. And one of them is this. The water that these candidates are about to go through, nothing special about it, came out of our well. And this water itself doesn't save anyone. The second thing I want to remind you of this morning is there's one way. And there's one way only to heaven. And I love this so much about God that he loves you and he loves me so much. He doesn't say to us, hey, Danny, I need you to spend your whole life looking for the way that you get to me. I need you to spend your whole life figuring out how much goodness you need to do, how much badness you're allowed to do. He doesn't do any of that. He simply says to me and he says to you in the book of John, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And he loves us so much that he says, don't search. I'm telling you, it's through my son, Jesus Christ. And so today, each of the people that are being baptized have surrendered their heart to Jesus Christ. That's why they're spending eternity in heaven. That's why they're forgiven of their sin. That's why they can have hope and peace and direction. It won't have anything to do with this water. This is just simply a way for them to identify with Jesus Christ and a way to testify to this world that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. So we're going to celebrate with them in just a minute. One thing I do want to encourage you to do, you know, yesterday there was a football game that took place between two teams here in our state, and some of you are happy today. Some of you aren't happy. Some of you don't care. But here's the deal. I know for the South Carolina fans in here, or nearly the Clemson fans for much of the game, when something good happened on that TV, you just didn't sit there and go, yeah, that's great. Way to go, Gamecocks. Way to go, Tigers. You were jumping up and you were screaming and you were pumped up. I want you to know this today. The people who are getting ready to come through this water, their lives have been changed. Not because of a football game or not because of some temporary thing that's happened on this earth, but because Jesus Christ has come in and become the Lord and Savior of their life. And so I want to ask you to do me a favor. When they come out of this water, I want you to be excited. I want you to be pumped up. I want you to scream, to yell. I want you to get pumped up because God has saved them. And all of their eternity has changed because of that. So I really would like for what happens in this worship center today to be in just magnitudes greater than what happened in front of your TV yesterday. Because again, this is eternal. So as they come out of the water, I want you to celebrate. As a matter of fact, we're going to practice that in just a second. I'm going to count to three and at three, I need you to go ahead and loosen up, get ready, scream, yell or whatever, so that when they come out, we're ready, okay? So on three, give me your best hooping it up, okay? Ready? One, two, three. All right, good. All right. All right, all right, we're getting ready. When they come through, take that about 10 and we'll be ready to go, okay? So let's celebrate these baptisms. Here we go. All right, church family, this morning I have the privilege and honor of introducing to you, um, this is going to be Dale, and he's coming today for Pastor Philip to baptize him. Yeah. It is good and warm. So, Dale, what a joy. You see, you've already got a church family that is so excited to celebrate this with you. I'm excited to be a part of this step in your faith journey. So I just want to simply ask you, Dale, what is your profession of faith? Um, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Then on that profession, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. 
and now I have the opportunity to introduce to you. This is Iveline, and she's going to be baptized by Pastor Philip. shared with Dale. It's just a joy for us to walk through this moment, share this moment with you as your church family. And so I just want to simply ask you, Aveline, what is your profession of faith today? Then on that profession, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. church family this morning. I get to introduce to you Penny, and Penny is coming to be baptized by Pastor Philip. It's harder than I thought it was going to be, Penny. Oh, wow. Uh, Penny and our family walk a similar journey of loss. God has used you to encourage us and uh, just we've walked this road together and now to be able to stand here with you knowing how much you mean to Terry and I and our family what a joy, what a joy Penny. we love you what's your profession of faith today? Jesus is Lord of my life and then on that profession I baptize you my sister in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit <laughs> All right, in church family, this is my man Thaddeus coming. Come on over, Thaddeus, and he's going to be baptized by Pastor Philip. excited to share this moment with you and with your church family and with your mom here and so I just simply want to ask you Thaddeus what is your profession of faith? Jesus is your Lord and Savior and on that profession I baptize you my brother in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. church family this morning I get to introduce to you Caroline and she's going to be baptized by one of our Kids Creek volunteers Tyra
God loves you. He loves me. He loves everybody. On this stage, out here, in the whole world, he loved us enough that he sent his son, Jesus, to die for our sins. Do you believe that? church family coming now is Megan and she is coming for Pastor Philip to baptize her. Megan, what a, an exciting day uh, I know for you but for us your church family and as I shared with you earlier I, I hope this moment will be a marker a stake driven in the ground to remind you not only who you are, but more importantly, whose you are. And so I want to just simply ask you, what's your profession of faith today? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Then on that profession, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. church family now I have my buddy Jonathan coming up here to be baptized and Pastor Phillip's going to baptize him right there that's perfect wow <laughs> this is so awesome what a wonderful day and what a wonderful moment so can you tell me your profession of faith today who do you believe in? Who is your Lord and Savior? In His Son, Jesus, do you believe that He died for your sins on the cross? That He rose again on the third day? Is He your Savior and Lord? Then on that profession, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Next, we have Rebecca coming to be baptized, and Pastor Philip will be baptizing her. There you go. Wow, Rebecca, thank you for allowing us to celebrate this day with you as your church family. We are so excited for you. And so I just simply want to ask you today. What is your profession of faith? And then on that profession, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
and next we have Hannah coming to be baptized. Hannah, come on over, and Pastor Philip will be baptizing her. A lot of beautiful young ladies celebrating and professing Jesus as Lord. Hannah, what a joy for us to celebrate this with you, to pause in this moment and celebrate what Jesus has done in your life. And so I'm just going to simply ask you today, Hannah, what is your profession of faith? I accept Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Then on that profession, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then finally, church family, I want to introduce to you Rosanna. Come, over, come on over, Rosanna, Rosanna, and I'm going to be baptizing her. Big day, big day. All right, come on down here to me. Rosanna, what an incredible day today. I am so excited for you and your family. And I'm going to ask you one question, and that is, what is your decision today? To live with Jesus forever and ever. How incredible is that? And that's exciting here, and that's exactly what God wants you to do. So thank you for making that decision. And now, because you've been obedient to him and made him the Lord of your life, I now baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. If you'll do that, you'll do that. Well, church family, I can't think of anything right now better to do than for us to just pause and to thank God for what we've just witnessed and the way that he changed our lives. So would you pray with me? Father, I want to come to you with just an incredibly, incredibly grateful heart. Father, there are so many things that happen in this world that can distract us from the thing that's most important, and that is making sure that we're going to spend eternity with you. And I want to thank you for each of these individuals that realize that they are broken and sinful. They realize they couldn't do anything in and of, of themselves, but because you love them so much, you sent your son Jesus Christ to die for them. And because of that great love, because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, they surrender to him. And now we've seen a picture of what it looks like to come from death to life. So we celebrate with them today. Father, I also know that throughout this worship center and on live stream, there are individuals out there right now that you love so passionately that your greatest desire, your greatest passion, Father, is to be in a relationship with them. And my prayer this morning is that you would just speak to each of them. Father, not in judgment, not in condemnation, but simply in love, Father, they would understand. You want to forgive them. You want to offer them hope and peace, direction, eternal life, abundant life, your word says. And so I pray you would just wrestle with them, Father, and help them understand the magnitude of your love and just the deep, deep sense of desire and passion you have to be in a relationship with them. 
And I pray that soon they might too surrender their life to Jesus Christ and they too might come through the baptismal waters. But I do pause this morning just to say thank you, God. Thank you for your unconditional love. Father, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that you don't condemn us, Father. Thank you that you simply want to be in that day-to-day relationship. And we give you all the praise and glory and honor for what we're celebrating today. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.